back to the regular exclusive podcast. And boy, oh boy, are we energized because the Oscars just happened. We were right, baby. Who would have thought? <laughs> Fuck yeah. The movie that we've been obsessed with won everything. The only thing it didn't win for was best actor. It's because there wasn't a lead actor. I mean, technically, <laughs> Kiwi Kwan deserves lead actor, but like, okay. I'm yeah. I'm very okay with like Brendan Fraser getting it because that oh, he yeah. has my heart. I've been rooting for him. Haven't seen the whale, but I don't care. I just want him to win an Oscar. I love that man. And it's crazy too. A24 really swept the awards this year mm-hmm. as a studio. Pretty yeah. incredible. All the acting awards are from their movies. A24 is just coming in and they're like, here's my loaf. <laughs> Take I think it it's, seriously. it's paying off, man. Maybe people will like actually go like, or they'll make movies at bigger studios like that where they let directors and creators have their own control over shit who knows maybe that's a good idea weird <laughs> maybe i mean i i feel like a lot of people are gonna be wanting to work with a24 because they're like you guys let this insanity happen in a movie and swiss army man which we both have podcasts for uh yeah <laughs> let let us do something crazy yeah you know it's really i feel like this is a really good thing for a24 because People have looked at them as like the horror movie studio, but like they've won several best pictures now. Two Moonlight, yeah. Now this, they're the studio to work with. They're just like really cool, and I love that they give people the freedom to actually create what they want instead of just studio shit that has to fit within all of these guidelines and make sure it's hitting the right audience. I'm sorry, I might just be phased because I recently saw a fucking Transformers trailer and was like, how are there more of these goddamn things? Who are Who is seeing these movies? I uh, swear. A lot of people, because remember, Michael Bay is in the Two Billion Club because two of his movies, don't two of his Transformers. Me. I really hate that. I don't want to think about that ever again. So thanks for bringing that up, Jace. Uh, well, back to good things. So, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. One, everything, Woo-hoo. everywhere, all at once. All and the awards, baby. Seven awards. Uh, I think I saw it's the most o- awarded movie since uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I think back in like mm-hmm. 2008 or something. And, yeah, I mean, I I was hoping it was going to do good. I didn't know if I didn't realize it was going to do that good. Biggest shock of the night, though. Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress. I'm super happy for her. Me too. I still think Stephanie Hsu deserved it, but she's going to win an Oscar later on. Jamie, Jamie Lee, you've given us everything, so I'm I'm happy for you. Literally exactly how I felt, and same thing with Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. Love Austin Butler. He was literally the best thing about Elvis. Obviously, he's incredible, but he's obviously going to win at least probably two to three Oscars by the end of his career, I would say. Yeah. Unless he goes the Tom Cruise route. <laughs> yeah, and this is like his first like feature length movie, I think, as a lead. So yeah. Yeah. He, we'll be seeing him again. I mean, I hope he's okay because he was campaigning pretty hard. Uh so this might be a little devastating for him, but mm, we'll just see if that if that uh fucking Elvis voice was real or not, or if he just goes back to normal. And if that is the case, he's a genius. Uh if it goes back to normal, I cannot wait for the, what the internet's going to give us. That's going to be some great meme content. It's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Uh well, before we get into Scream, uh since we're now past the Oscars, everything everywhere won everything, I thought we could do a little like debrief on all the other best winter pictures. I've seen all best of them. Best winter pictures, huh? Best <laughs> Best picture <laughs> nominees. I'm still loopy from it. I'm, I'm that ecstatic. It's okay. Um, but I've seen all the best pictures except for one. I think I'm the only person in the world that probably hasn't seen Avatar, and that's okay. I'll see it when it comes to Disney+. Plus. I mean, it was probably at the bottom t- bottom four of everyone's rankings for best picture, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But then again, I've only seen a few, so... I just knew. I saw everything everywhere, and I go, what's the point of seeing anything else for the Oscars? <laughs> this guy's... These guys are going to win it all. Well, you and I have talked, and I know it can be hard for some people to see the other contending movies when they're so passionate about one of them, you know. And so now that we're or past because it, the rest of them just seem super fucking boring, <laughs> fucking boring. If I want to say Banshees of Inisherin, that's the only thing I've seen from that movie, and that's enough. Firkin, 
It's fackin'. Fackin'. <laughs> uh, but so, everything everywhere all at once. Go see it if you haven't seen it. It's amazing. It's the best picture. Well deserved. Top Gun Maverick. It it's everyone else in the world saw it, so that's cool. Um, Banshees of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I would say it's a pretty entertaining movie. It is. It's kind of like a play. You know, it's very kind of like slow, um, but I had a good time with it. I think all these movies are worth watching. I don't know if that means that you will enjoy them, but I think overall they're they're worth a watch. Uh, Triangle Sadness. It's a pretty entertaining movie. If you liked the menu, then you'll probably like Triangle Sad- Sadness. It's similar, but it's also very different. Pretty un- unpredictable at times. Uh, the Fablemans. You are a bigger fan of this movie than I was. Yeah, weirdly. I think it's just, it's not as much about movie making as it is. It is a lot about that, but it's also about being an artist and family. And like, it just kind of is like a background into Spielberg. And so since I'm obsessed with him, I think I naturally love any movie about him. And I just thought it was really well done. But I'm okay with it not winning Best Picture. He's incredible. He's gotten Oscars. He knows. He'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure he's not done. Yeah. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. This movie is actually really, really great. It is hard to watch, though. It's like a horror movie. It's like horrors of war. There is no heroic things happening. There's no triumphant music. Uh, It definitely robbed Babylon of best score. I can confirm that. 100%. The score is good. Babylon rocked. Whatever, dude. Babylon was art and cinema. Cinema, baby. Deserved some awards and all it got was made fun of, but that was still funny. Uh, Tar. I actually really enjoyed Tar. I was surprised. I thought I was, I thought it was going to be very, very slow. It's, it's actually really good. It starts off sl- a little slow, but it gets really good. Kate Blanchett is amazing in it. She just picked the wrong year to go up against someone better. Michelle Yeoh. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but Tar... Tar and All Quiet are probably my three favorite out of out of this. Women Talking is a really interesting movie. It, it's a movie that you don't want to have your phone out for because the entire movie is is women talking. Or as Mark Wahlberg says, women are talking. I mean, technically he's right. But I I really enjoyed Women Are Talking. Wow. I really <laughs> enjoyed Women Talking. Uh, I thought it was super interesting. Elvis is probably my least favorite of all these movies. Elvis has really great performances, but I really think you could get the same effect as just watching clips on YouTube. Yeah, it's 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 long. But it is interesting to see how badly Elvis was treated and it's just a weird movie, but I think Austin Butler is something to to watch in that movie. He's really yeah. really good and He's incredible. But also I just feel like that really made me hate Tom Hanks right now. I'm just really not into what he's doing lately. And I just, that movie really put me off. I had the same effect. I was like, oh my God, I've never thought a movie could make me turn on Tom Hanks. And that, I, yeah, I kind of, it's, it's not that his character is evil, right? He is, but it's, it's just the choices as an actor that I'm just like, oh, <sighs> this is, ruined you <laughs> who let him do this i mean come on he like got fucking covid this is what he was filming in australia and he got covid for this movie i mean he should have just stayed home oh, really oh. yeah wasn't worth it man that's fucked <laughs> that's no good <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean that's all the movies again they i think they're all worth watching they're all good in their own right but that does not mean that you will like them yeah, I agree. I, but I think, you know, over, overall, everything everywhere, just winning everything really shows that, like, different movies can win and that people like weird. It's okay to be yeah. different and original. This might be a whole new era of the Oscars where they start just letting weird movies in. Let's not get our hopes up. I'm getting a little, I'm getting my hopes a little up. No, I did this after Parasite, and then I think they disappointed me, but then they came right back. <laughs> no, they didn't do great. I don't remember. I just haven't really cared the last few years. Parasite was the last time that I felt like as much as passionate about a movie that seemed like an underdog at one point, but then was just like, I had so much passion for it that I was like, I just willed it to win. I think we can still have our hopes up because Parasite was 2019 and then we had COVID Oscars. Mm. So 
maybe maybe we're get maybe we're just yeah. keeping the good times rolling but know, who knows anyways speaking of good times let's talk about scream six i had this secret there's a darkness inside of me it followed me here and it's gonna keep coming for us we share a certain history Scream 6. It's finally here. We saw it. We saw it, baby. And what what a fun what a fun ride. The best ride. <laughs> I couldn't I'm still high on it. I feel like I need but it's the first movie in a long time that I saw in theaters and go, I can't wait to come back to theaters and see that again. Like yeah. I want to go tomorrow. Maybe tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I just need to see it again. That's all I know. Well, this is going to be an interesting conversation for us because we've never done a movie that we can't just go back and watch certain scenes over again or just like freshen up on something before yeah. we record like we saw the movie just like yesterday and now we're talking about it and you and i we're not going to be those people on our phones taking notes in the theater oh, so <laughs> so... i wouldn't have been able to do that even if i wanted to i was so <laughs> into this movie and i was freaking out the whole time <laughs> uh, so this is this is going to be pretty fresh takes. Um, I hope pro- so. Yeah. Well, before we get into it, we're going to do a little non-spoiler section here since, you know, this movie just came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is the first movie we've talked about that, like, most people, if you're listening to this, might not have seen. I would hope so, because this movie is breaking records. And if you haven't seen it, go fucking see it and then listen to the rest of the episode. It's worth it. I think I think this is a good place to start in terms of non-spoiler. I actually think this movie stands up really, really good on its own. If you've never seen any other screams, I think you're okay. Like they reference the other screams, but like it's not super dependent on having seen everything. Like they kind of give you the bullet, like it spoils all the other ones, obviously. Yeah, but I would say five. If you haven't seen five, the reason that I think this movie works so well is because the characters that they built in five, yeah, yeah, they yeah. really established them here. Like, tell me you don't love the core four, right? I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with the core fucking four. Yeah, the core four is great. I, oh, You're right. I should revise that. See the last one and then see this one. Because they stand up very well on their own. They're not dependent on the old ones. They definitely reference the old ones. But they 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 bring you into the fold on it. Yeah. So, Renee, this franchise is a core part of your identity. It is, yes. What's, what's your non-spoiler thoughts on this movie? Oh, my God. How long do you have? <laughs> uh, I can't. If I talk too long, I'll spoil it. But... I just had so much fun as soon as I can't remember being as excited for a movie. And this might be embarrassing to admit, but I was only this excited when I saw the new Spider-Man No Way Home. And I normally don't give a fuck about all the Marvel stuff like it's fun. But but I was just like, I wanted to see Toby back. Right. And this one, I was just excited because I really love Scream 5. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the first one without Sydney. No Dewey. Gale's here, but like very limited. So it was really like the first one with the like showed after five you know we can kind of do anything anything's Mm -hmm. on the table and then the fact that it was in new york i was just like that's perfect that's such a cool thing i don't know where the college is in scream too but i don't think scream's ever been out of california until now yeah i think the college was just like right outside right outside of of that main town um but yeah then scream three they went to hollywood I think that's the far that think that's the farthest they've, they've ever gone. Exactly. So I think being in New York just made it very exciting to me. Mm. And then there was just a lot of really fun action sequences, like not like Marvel action, but like really intense chase scenes, which like yeah. I know people said they didn't love about the fifth one. This one, there's a lot really of really good chase scenes. But overall, I just think it was very surprising. It, and for someone who's a fucking lifelong Scream fan, they were able to surprise me still. And I am, I just loved that. And I, I, it was so much fun. And you went to you went to a fan event, like fan fan viewing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Tell pretty me great. about that. Uh, so it's <laughs> was, Thursday. Was the mask required? Did everyone have to wear the ghost face no, mask? No, <laughs> I was going to be a bit worried if I showed up and everyone was dressed in those outfits because I'm like, I don't want to die in the theater like that. <laughs> but I would, you know? It's like Scream 2, 
for real. That's what I was like, oh my God. But I also was like, okay, but if they gave us that stuff, it'd still be cool. Because I just wanted to get some merch. And yeah. it was like, we got to see it in 3D. So it was fun. And like when we were literally just waiting to get popcorn, there's like all these Scream fans in line. And we all just start talking about Scream. Because that's fucking what these movies make you do. We're like, it's like the scene from the film class in Scream yeah. 2. And we were just all talking about which one's your favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's cool about this one? And we're like, yeah, totally. <laughs> so then, yeah, it was really, really fun. And then I think during the movie that made it even better because like when Kirby came back, she got the biggest fucking loud applause in the theater. Everyone broke out in applause, including me, because I was so excited to see her. And I just loved having that similar energy with all the Scream fans. You know, there's nothing like them. They're the best. I think Hayden Panettiere just gets that reaction in everyday life. When she walks into a room, people just, they, yes. We were just like, oh, my God, it's Kirby. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I was so excited to see her again. And and even, like, th during the credits when they show the pictures of everyone, like, Gail got a huge fucking applause. Like, mm -hmm. everyone was just really, really supportive at the fan event. And we did get really cool posters. So, like, it was totally worth it. I didn't notice until that day that, like, I, the, price of the tickets were like double and i was like well i hope we're getting free shit what the <laughs> hell is this i didn't notice <laughs> but oh, it was worth it so i don't hold anything against the theater <laughs> nice so so it it's definitely a good addition to the franchise oh this is one of the strongest i it, a lot of people have been saying it, and i think i agree this is the best sequel maybe of all the screams oh, it's high praise it's high praise <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, what what do you think? Well, I guess you didn't watch it at a fan event, did you? You just saw it at a regular theater? <laughs> yeah, I saw it at a regular theater at uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like an 80-year-old um, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by myself. And there was, I think, eight people in the theater. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, you went pretty early. I feel like this movie is, like, perfect for seeing at night. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I had to go early so I could get back home, make dinner, you know, just... Mm. Got to do that. You got House those responsibilities. Husband. House husband. <laughs> uh, but no, this, I mean, this movie was, was, was a blast. It was so fun. Like that, like almost any horror movie, there's, there's some funny logical things that don't really add up, but like, it's a blast. The movie was great. It was so funny. It, and scary. It, it was scary. It was tense. They brought back the chasing. Mm -hmm. They brought back really great phone calls from really from, good from the killer yep yeah i mean i think if if you are a hardcore scream fan or if you're like me like a casual scream fan this is a great this is a great watch this is a good time i would say it's it's worth the price of a ticket yeah i would say so this is a movie i will say i don't know about the 3d it didn't really add anything to me for mm -hmm. me there was no like ghost face coming at me or anything like that so I was just expecting a little bit more. I mean, but maybe I'm just underwhelmed by 3D because even when I saw Avatar, I was like, what? There's nothing happening with the 3D. It's literally just like the snowflakes or like the whatever, the dust flying. I can see it. That's it. Like, I need a little something. So I don't know about the 3D for this one. You didn't have 3D blood just coming at you because this no. movie is bloody. That's what I thought. But maybe I'm just fucking, I think I'm just really... I've been, I'm phased by all the horror that I watched that I was like, really, this is bloody. I just watched, I've also been rewatching the Final Destination series. So I'll show <laughs> you bloody if you want to talk about that. And that, if I just watched Final Destination 5, has really good 3D in it with like the kills and like yeah. the guts coming at you and stuff. And I love that. That's what I want. So I was a little disappointed in 3D, but like also, I just figure every movie's going to do that now since fucking Avatar 2. <laughs> just, Avatar 2 brought it back. They did it the first time. Every movie was in 3D when the first one came out. Now this one, it's going to start all over again. But I, I think if you like the fifth one, this one takes everything you like about it and amps it up about 12 notches. Yeah. This one and the, the fifth one, they are, they're great. I would say they are like, in my mind, they are fighting. I don't know if I could pick between the two on like which one I like more. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go Scream 6, but that's just because I think it's so different from a lot of Scream movies. Yeah. But then it still has the things that I love about Scream. And, I mean, 5 does that too, but I think just the fact that they are they were ballsy enough to take Ghostface to New York, very cool. Very cool. All right, let's get into some spoilers. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? 
It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. All right, so to frame this whole spoiler-filled conversation, let, we're going to break this up into three different kind of areas. We're going to do the good, the bad, which I know you have no bad, so that'll just be me talking, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then the bloody. Yep. Because this movie is fucking bloody. Pretty bloody. I, I could have used some more, but, you know, I'm just a freak, so. <laughs> oh, just wait till the third one. They, they're going to have to take it up another notch. They fucking better, because if they tone it down like they did in Scream 3, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, so the good. We have to start this off talking about the opening. Oh, in, I think it's my favorite now. All right. So in all of our other Scream uh, rewatches, we talked about the openings and like the opening is a it's a core part of every Scream movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Scream 3, which is the the least good one, still has a pretty good opening. Yeah, like that, not bad. that movie, that opening saves it for saves the rest of the weird movie. But uh, <laughs> this movie, this opening blew me away. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like I was a little worried at first. Immediately concerned because Samara Weaving is the first person that we see and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> I knew she was in this movie because obviously the directors, Radio Silence, they, you know, she was in Ready or Not with them and they wanted oh, yeah. to work with her again. But I was just hoping that maybe she'd be the killer because I do love it. I just want her to survive, basically. <laughs> also a little thrown off at first for her using her real accent. Were you a little thrown off? Because we only ever see her usually with an American accent. I was going to ask you, is that her real accent? Yep. She's like Margot Robbie. They're both, they get mistaken for each other. They're both blonde and Australian. So, uh. yeah, they're just gorgeous. And she's 10 times hotter now with her Australian <laughs> accent, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I was I was a little worried because it seemed very, very simple, which I mean, I guess a lot of them are. But I did I, I did like that it was it didn't take place in somebody's home. It was just like Scream 2, the only yeah. other opening that takes place in public instead of at a theater, though. This is she's at a restaurant in New York talking to her Tinder date who's yeah. not who's lost. Right. And I loved the inclusion of like a dating app. Mm-hmm, and exactly. that being, yeah, it seems like every movie they add like a different modern kind of technology piece to things for Ghostface to take over. Yeah, <laughs> and they they did a great job of making me question whether or not I thought the guy on the phone was Ghostface. Right? Yeah, because it's and plus I don't know if you recognize his voice right away, but as as i said earlier how excited i was for spider-man i'm familiar with the new movies so i knew that that was tony revelory or whatever who was the he played the bully in the new spider-man movies with tom oh, yeah. holland so i recognized his voice right away that's what happens when spider-man you know beats beats you up you just start killing normal people i guess well that's the interesting part was that so that it makes it like he's Ghostface, and like what th really threw me off right because he lures her outside gets her into the alleyway and then kills her as Ghostface. Mm -hmm. But the whole time he was on the phone with her, since I recognized his voice, I thought, oh, shit, are they trying that voice changer technology again? <laughs> are they going to try and redeem that shit? Um, but they did not. It was actually that guy, because this is the first ever opening scene where Ghostface takes off his fucking mask, which threw me for a fucking loop. I'm oh, like, yeah. What? Are <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, yeah. my God. And then I was like, I think I was just so taken aback by that. That, like I didn't realize that we didn't have a cut to the credits or like to Scream Six mm -hmm. title, so like the opening scene is still going on after that, and you're yeah. like, because you're following this guy back to his dorm, and I just was so flabbergasted by what had happened that I didn't even notice, and then I was like, oh my god, what an opening scene, and then Nolan who's with me is like, uh, I'm pretty sure that we're still in the opening scene, and I'm like, oh my god, you're right, how fucking cool. Yeah, when he takes them took the mask off, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, are they? trying to like do a real hard subversion or something like we know who the killer is the whole movie and well, we only have one ghost face oh that's true that's true and it could i thought that's what they were doing so i was like oh my god how cool because he even sees jenna ortega's character tara yeah. on the way and says hi to her yeah and then he goes back home and then that's when the real opening scene happens and i thought that was brilliant you Me know too. It, it was kind of like you know the scream four when they do the whole movie trailer within a movie mm -hmm. than the real within a movie. <laughs> like, yeah they really stepped it up a notch by doing that 
And both times I felt like it was just genuinely something I didn't expect. And it was just the coolest opening sequence because I was already like, holy shit. And then the, we didn't, I don't even think we've mentioned the fact that when the real Ghostface emerges and kills uh, the fucking kid from Spider-Man, Ghostface says, who gives a fuck about movies? And then yeah. slashes him. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? This is insane. I was yeah. like, Ghostface cares about movies. That <laughs> Like, that was fucking nuts. Did that not throw you for a loop? I was like, this Ghostface really is different. Yeah, that opening scene, I was like, okay, I am so hyped for the rest of this movie now. Yeah, because I was like, wow, Ghostface has literally never said that in his life. He's always, I want to talk about scary movies. Yeah. So that was a real like overall I would say this one might be my new favorite now. I four was always up there, but I think this one now is gonna be right <laughs> tied with the first one, maybe or right yeah. after it. Yeah, completely agree. I I so my order now that we've gone through all of them, my official order at in the sixth spot, I got scream three, then scream four, then scream five. Then Scream 2, Scream 6, and Scream is still number one. Yeah. But I think this leads me to the the next thing I wanted to talk about in the good. This movie brought back, I think, the best phone calls since the first one. So those two are in my top spot for the openers because the phone calls are so good. Like, Uh they are tense. Like he, he's like playing with them. Like really, just he, it seems like the killers just having a blast. Yeah, you know? totally. I have fun when I see them having fun. You know, so he, that, that's what that's what's important. I like a ghost face that's having fun with what he does. I also like the fact that he was really like terrifying in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like all of the set pieces with ghost face chasing them were really scary. Yeah, really tense, and I think it's because they did such a good job with the characters in both movies, five and six, that you really care about them instantly. And then by the end, you're like, Oh my God, I really care about all of them. Like I didn't realize how much they meant to me. The the characters are, are so good. I mean, like really like four, five and six are the, the, the best movies that have like introduced new characters. I agree. And, you know, and unfortunately four didn't get the, the sequels that it, was kind of originally planning out for but yeah kind of gets one here because we get kirby back and that's really all that we need from four i mean i love <laughs> emma roberts but she's dead you know they killed her off like that's done i was happy to see her back so i was really surprised um you know i told you that i loved melissa barrera mm-hmm. in, in scream five and i thought that jen ortega was going to be a bigger role in this one and she was and jenna ortega is great she's wonderful in this movie but i am i'm shocked how much i love melissa barrera yeah sam was incredible this movie she just keeps getting better and people hated her after the first movie they were so mean to her online they thought she was a terrible actress and i'm like okay you guys are fucking dicks like let's see you get up there and act first off i think she did she was a lot better in this movie but i think it's just because they established a lot in five that really like came together at the end. So for her to be like wrestling with this, like kind of, am I a killer? And then everyone thinks that she's a killer and like, she enjoyed killing Richie and like Mm -hmm. all this. So I thought that was really fascinating. I love that element of it, that she like is kind of into killing too. So like, is she eventually going to become a ghost face? Cause I never really would have bought it with Sydney, but like for ghost face in this movie, framing it to be like confirming that she's the killer is like again what they did in the fifth one but they they tried it with sydney back in the day it never worked she was never going to be creepy like that sam i legitimately bought that she had like a wild look in her eye like she was kind of fucking (laughs) insane right yeah i i think that's one of the reasons that i that i love her so much is sydney is she's she's just like she's uncorruptible like she's 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 the she's the white knight in every movie she's the ultimate final girl yeah good versus evil and sam is a gray area she is a very complex mm-hmm. <laughs> character and like the way that she kills ghostface in both of the movies is just like the stabbing that she really gets into yeah yeah if i was 
what thinking about being Ghostface, I don't think I would go after her. <laughs> like, yeah, is, no, that's what I'm saying. It has not worked out for anyone. It didn't work out for anyone against against Sydney, but it really doesn't work out for him yeah, when they go Sydney against Sam. Yeah, just like shoot him in the head or something, or like fucking, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. I don't think Sydney ever really like. I mean, she does stab people, but it's more like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was always just like, I'm just going to kill them. I'm not going to enjoy it. Like when she just stabs the shit out of Richie, you're like, okay, yeah. She also like stabbed him in the face, slit his throat, stabbed him a billion times and then (laughs) shot him. So it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, you know, she likes to kill. That's a little bit that's a little bit harder to explain. I mean. I do think it's funny that she has a therapist in this movie that like, I mean, he clearly never Googled her before accepting her as a patient, which I thought was weird because he had no idea about her history. (laughs) At first I thought he was the killer, but then like when she tells him her whole thing, he's like, okay, well, I don't think I'm going to have to, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not qualified for this. I'm not comfortable. And I I don't know if you recognized him, but uh, the actor was the same guy who played the dad in Ready or Not. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I immediately thought he was a villain because also like I was like, how could this fucking therapist be her therapist and not know who she is? Like if this just happened a year ago, like I feel like he would have known. Oh, I I'm pretty sure I was trying to figure out how everyone was the villain. Anytime someone was brought on screen, I'm like, how are you the killer? I'm keeping an eye on you. I was keeping an eye on everybody too. I think I I do want to talk about that with you because I was curious, like if if you were able to predict, we've kind of talked about that with all the screams, if you were Mm -hmm. able to predict the final twist of who the killers were. I don't know if you were this time, but. No, I I mean, I definitely thought it was, um, it was the roommate. Really? You thought the roommate, the girl or the boy? The the girl. But again, it was because the moment that I saw any new face on screen, I assumed they were the killer. So when she died, I did I definitely thought she was dead. So when she came back, I was like, Oh. I so I wasn't suspicious of her immediately because I really liked her. And then I remembered what you said to me when we were talking about five and how you were like, I knew it was fucking Richie, aka um jack quaid because he was so charming and you liked him so much right like he was Mm -hmm. so like doing the opposite of what the killer should do so that just felt like okay now it's got to be him and after i was like god she's great i really like her i was like damn it she's probably the fucking killer and then the cop too i was always like okay that guy is ultimate suspect number one first (laughs) off right i actually didn't think he was the killer really the cop yeah mainly because he was so involved with with everyone you know, like with the team it was very patrick dempsey in scream 3 but like patrick dempsey was playing it like he was evil and he wasn't yeah. and this guy was playing it like he was their best friend and that's why i thought he was evil yeah like there was some there's some stuff that he said that like i was like oh you're a little unhinged uh but <laughs> I, I mean, when the ultimate reveal that there was three of them, then I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of a lot more sense. I wasn't predicting there was going to be three. That was so cool. I'm so happy that we finally got three Ghostface. I was a little disappointed because I thought it might be a cult of Ghostface, and I thought that would be fun because the two guys who were like technically the Ghostface for the opening scene, right? The the guy yeah. that gets killed and his roommate who's like dead in the fridge already. They have like this whole shrine and that these killers like killed them and took over, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny that. It's like, I don't know. I just, I, I was always, I was expecting it with the shrine, I guess, made me feel like it would be a cult. Yeah. After, after he takes his mask off in the beginning, I was like, oh, is that, was Renee right? Was it a cult thing? Like, yeah. And then, and then he dies and it's like, yeah. no, it's not a cult thing. But. but then when I saw three ghost face, I was like, okay, that's a lot more than we've ever had. And then I just was assuming that there would be more, but mm-hmm. I mean, I also think the other, so there's three, the, the, roommate of tara and sam and then the roommate of chad that fucking ethan guy who totally looked like a suspect the entire time mm-hmm. but i thought he was just a fucking like patsy like we're throwing him <laughs> out there to make you think it but he's not but him and they were richie's siblings from the fifth movie yeah and then his dad is the cop so it was very much like it just really fit with how i feel that this movie is very much like scream 2 because i was like of course billy loomis like his mother is the killer in the second one yeah. why can it be richie's family yeah 
the 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 brother I thought was really funny because he looks exactly like Evan Peters when he's on the office. Like a discount Evan Peters, yeah. <laughs> like when he's on the office, when he's like a kid. <laughs> Young Evan Peters, for sure. He totally did. I was like, where'd they get why couldn't they get the real Evan Peters? <laughs> he was a little too expensive. <laughs> if Evan if Evan Peters was in this movie, he's definitely the killer. Or you make him the opening scene kill, really switch it up. I'm just saying it could happen. Mm-hmm. They, these guys love radio silence and the fucking writers, man. I also just found out that Guy Busick, one of the writers, is writing the new Final Destination movie, which oh, just gives yeah. me hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of lot of good things in this movie. Um, what did you think? What was your favorite like chase sequence or like, I guess, yeah, like Ghostface uh, encounter? There were so many good ones. All of the chases were great. Um, ladder sequence is good. Really good. The ladder one was good. I thought. This is hard. Which one? <laughs> okay. There's too many good ones. They were all good. Okay. I don't know which one's my favorite, but it's between these two. It's either the train, because that was just great. I don't know if that was technically a chase, but it was really intense. Yeah. It counts, I think. Yeah. And, um, but like, yeah, it was really intense and how they used the lighting was all just great. And I think I just wasn't as overwhelmed by that because I saw it so much in the trailer. Yeah. But I, you know, I also saw that fucking scene in the, in the bodega in the trailer a lot, but I felt like that was like really intense still in the movie. That was my other one was the bodega. I also loved how crazy they got with some of these chase, chase scenes just being in public. Mm-hmm. Those guys didn't give a fuck. The bodega one, like, that starts with him jumping them in the middle of the street. Yeah. You know? This ghost face was really out for blood, I believed it. Like, most of the times, it's like, when they attack Sydney, I'm like, why are they doing that now? It's not like they're really going to try and kill her. This is just to fuck with her, right? Because mm. they never really want to kill her at the beginning. But this ghost face, I kind of felt like I was like, dude, this guy wants to fuck these bitches up. <laughs> like, he's going for it immediately. Like, he tried to stab the shit out of Tara immediately. Definitely the most hardcore uh, ghost face, which is saying something because the last movie, he was hardcore. Like was they, hardcore, re- yeah. they really dialed it up. It was it was nuts. Yeah, I think it was just really crazy. I also I was curious. I wanted to know if you thought it was good or bad how they treated Gail in this movie. So that I thought she got a good send off. I thought she had her moment like I think Dewey had a better send off. But um, I mean, she's still alive, so it's okay. Yeah, but I think I feel like they're kind of going to do the similar to what they did to Sydney. Like Sydney got her happy ending. Like, yeah, I feel like they're going to let Gail rest. They should honestly. But I did. I loved that she finally got a phone call. They rectified that because I can't believe she's never gotten a Ghostface call in all these. She's this is the sixth movie. She's fine. She's been in it since the first. It's just weird. And I liked that she got hers. I liked that whole sequence. I thought it was really well executed and like creepy, all the stuff going on in the background that she wasn't noticing. And I totally thought she was fucking dead. Like I was like, (laughs) she's a goner, man. This guy's getting her. And then she supposedly was in a coma at the end, right? So she's okay. Or she just woken up. If there's anything that we know for sure, just from the last movie, you aren't dead from getting stabbed several times. The only way you are for sure dead is if you get the Dewey treatment where they stab you and then pull up. Well, that's a gut in you. Yeah, that's I know, but It's like um, the, the girlfriend. Yeah, Mink's the girlfriend. girlfriend. I really he liked her too. Stabbed her, twisted the knife, then went up. I'm just like, oh, that, yeah. that's a kill shot. That's a kill shot, man. That one stab is more powerful than 50 other stabs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, you're right. But I, I guess I just, it, it looked pretty brutal with Gail, and I was just worried about her because I was like, man, are they going to kill her off too? And I kind of thought they did because they really don't say anything about it till the end. Um, but I thought that the, it was a good thing that, like, I think what people were kind of wondering about was, like, how they were going to treat her if she was just going to be like, because at the end of the fifth one, she's like, I'm not going to write a book about these fucks. They can die in anonymity. I'm going to write a book about Dewey. And then this one, they're like mad at her. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly like how she does it from Scream 1 to Scream 2 and Scream 2 to Scream 3. It's really on on brand for Gail. And having lost Dewey, who was like her one person that like kind of kept her honest, I feel like she just like was like, fuck it. You know, she's got dealing with PTSD too. So I thought I thought it was great. And I loved that Sam tried to punch her. She dodged it. She's like, bitch, I've been punched many a time. And then Tara smacks her. I was like, that was great. <laughs> yeah. 
That was funny. The one thing I thought that was just like, would a punch from Jenna Ortega actually hurt? I mean, yeah. She's like a little baby. She is a little baby. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) She is pretty. She's so tiny and adorable. But I was I was thinking the entire chasing with Gail. I'm like, I I kind of hope that Gail dies. She kind of deserves to die because all of this is her fault. I know. She's the one who wrote the book. She she sold the rights from the original movie to the Stab franchise. Mm-hmm. So she's the reason that there's the, any of these movies. And then she just kept selling her book. And so it's the entire reason for all this. I'm like, Gail, you you deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. I kind of was like, yeah, I assumed she was going to be gone finally. Because, like, that means... I don't know. I just felt like she definitely should have died, probably. But I'm okay with it. They just killed Dewey. It would be a lot if they were just killing him off. I loved that they gave Sydney a happy ending. But I, I, I wanted to get to Kirby and see where, you, where you're, if you were good or bad on that. Special Agent Kirby Reed, FBI. I work out of the Atlanta office. Hmm. You lost. Here are two Vicks for residents of my city before they moved here for college. I have been investigating their online activity for the past few months. What? They take a special interest in ghost face attacks. So I really enjoyed Kirby. Um, but I wanna I wanna use this to kind of transition a little bit to some of the bad. I loved Kirby, love having having Hayden Pantier back. I didn't really love what they did with her though. I love that she's an FBI agent now. Well, she's not an FBI agent anymore either no that detective was lying oh he was well he's the fucking killer why would you believe anything he said once he oh. tried to frame kirby i was like this guy's 100 percent the killer oh yeah <laughs> that's okay you know what maybe this isn't a negative but yeah that... <laughs> it's a positive man it was perfect of course and then that's how i knew that he was the killer because he's like oh yeah don't trust kirby she's gone off the rails i'm like yeah right you didn't watch scream four did you <laughs> huh Fuckface. There's that one scene where earlier on where he's like, get all the information that we can on from the Atlanta office or whatever. And it kind of felt like they brought her back to make us think that she was the killer more than like be a you know a character that we're gonna see in the next one. I think we will keep seeing her if she's like, I mean, people in my theater, we went nuts when she came on. Every time she said anything like the scene with her and Mindy, where they were talking about their favorite horror movies oh, yeah. and they're like psycho to underrated and like all this stuff. I was just, oh, my God, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. There was some chemistry there. Let me yeah, tell you. Let me tell you. Get them <laughs> back together, man. They were great. And Kirby in general, just like the fact that. They just did everything with her that I wanted to see it was her being back, her being smart, her knowing what to do. The fact that she's an FBI agent, I'm like, fuck yeah, bitch, you're not a victim. She's fucking killing all the bad guys now. Also had great hair. Great hair. She's looking good. She's like, she just still is Kirby. That's the cool thing was that it just still felt like Kirby. And I loved the fact that she was like, I don't know. I just felt like she was a really good. I I thought that they killed her off for a minute and I was really worried because they I mean, she gets stabbed a couple times again. Granted, she survived it before. I think the key to doing that is they look like they stabbed her in the exact same fucking wound. So maybe just reopening that wound is actually like maybe it's okay because that happened to Dewey like five times. Yeah. Until he couldn't recover. (laughs) The cartilage. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So maybe just like if they stick him in the same wound, you're okay because she lived and I was I was very thankful. I felt like they gave her a very Gale in Scream 2 role, mm-hmm. but a good character, not like a villain, although they still made, I mean, everyone's a suspect. So they yeah. established that early on with the franchise roles, which was another thing I guess we missed on the good, but I thought that that was cool. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I really liked the the whole franchise scene. I did like that this movie didn't do the thing from the last one where like the last one was the rules was like its own character. Like yeah, it was, so it was talked so much. They had one scene that that focused on the rules, which they have to. And I thought that scene was really good. I can kind of tie this into something that I wasn't sure if it was a good or a bad thing. But after that scene, where essentially they just suspect everyone. So they, they did what my brain was already doing. But like 
after that, I think my brain was so tired from like thinking everyone is the killer that I think I just gave up and I'm just like, we're just going to let this happen. It's just more fun. Yeah. And I, I don't, I kind of felt like they were doing a little too much in terms of trying to throw people off or like subvert. Cause yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the fun of the screen movies is like trying to figure out who it is. And like, by the end of this movie, I was just like, I don't Whoever it is, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like I'm, just, I'm tired of of thinking everyone is the killer. Well, that's like the thing with these movies. Everybody's a suspect, and it's always like everyone has these scenes where they're so suspicious. Everybody mm. has to. It's just kind of the thing with Scream because you're like, I know it's part of the friend group. It always is. Well, usually, sorry, Roman. How, how hilarious that they did give a shout out to Roman in this movie. The first <laughs> one to ever mention him. Like when Kirby's like, he's the only one, only Ghostface who did it alone. So, you know, kudos to him for, <laughs> for taking all that on, I guess. And I was like, yeah, right. Like kind of respect, but also like impossible. Also the cute neighbor that Sam hooks up with. I was like, that guy's a little too cute. I don't know. I don't trust him, but that would have been really boring if it was the boyfriend again. So I was happy he was a good guy. It was like Derek and Scream 2. He was the one person that I'm like, he's not the killer. Really? Yeah. because, And I think it was because they said in that speech that she has she's like it can't be like the, the the last one it has to be different and i was like okay so it, it's not the love interest i feel pretty confident that it's not him also it's just kind of weird and i'm like this is going to be like the reveal that billy was the the killer in the first one's like oh the creepy weirdo is a killer <laughs> it really threw me off because after the the end of the opening scene ghostface is like you know, who cares about movies? So I was like, I don't know who Ghostface is going to be because like they, like you just said with the opposite, like those like Richie and uh, Amber, they yeah. were like the killers in Scream 5. They're just obsessed with the stab movies. They were crazy movie fans. So the opposite had to be true. And I was like, yeah, that's like makes it harder because I feel <laughs> like it's normally someone who's all about movies. There's always at least one of them. There has to be, right? So yeah. I was interested in that. And then the fact that they also followed that up with like because it's Richie's family, they had Richie's like versions of the stab movies playing yeah. on the projector the whole time. I thought that was a nice touch. I I liked that. I thought yeah. that I thought that was cool. Bringing back Jack Quaid, he'll be the next <laughs> fucking Billy that the kid is seeing in like Scream Nine. There we go. <laughs> there be his illegitimate child, and they're seeing Jack Quaid in the mirror. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be uh, Richie and Amber's kid. Yeah. Ooh. There we go. Boy, that would be a fucking villain. <laughs> so, I mean, there was there was only like one other thing that just kind of didn't work for me. This movie had a, a lot of like campiness. So, like, I think it was intentional. Like, there, like, um, the the de detective, like, half of the things he says, he says them in the weirdest like inflections and like crazy. He was really unauthentic with his tears too, with his daughter. I was like, he made me feel very uncomfortable. So I knew he was lying. So I wasn't sure if it was like leading up to that or if you meant like after they revealed him. Uh, it was kind of leading up. I mean, after the reveal, he, he goes full camp. <laughs> he, yeah. He goes full um, Billy's mom from scream Two, which I'm okay with. But, Mrs. Loomis. But like, yeah, Mrs. Loomis in the second one, I think what worked with that is, she's not crazy like leading up to the reveal like she she's following gail and like you're my inspiration kind of thing she's so just a, an a little bit character yeah and so then she flips the switch this one he has a couple lines that he says that like because i wasn't taking notes i can't remember off the top of my head but he's just like i'm just like you really said that you really like this this was the line but that's that's just a me thing i really liked the dark tone of this movie and so i just felt like the campy pieces of it conflicted with that but that's just for me i know i know other people i know you love it for for example you 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 so that's just a me thing i just love camp <laughs> you just love anything scream i mean to be fair though i also love it when someone's just playing it up to like 150 and dermot mulroney is really just giving it it is all in the ending but i think it's all on purpose it's all funny yeah and if you i mean mrs loomis yeah she's not crazy until the finale but her eyes are cartoon eyes popping out of her skull <laughs> in that scene so i mean he really was like i have to outdo her right i have to have that same energy i think that's what they were going for and i it worked for me because this all movie just i feel like like, I literally was talking to other Scream fans as we walked out. And I'm like, I'm going to go watch Scream 2 right now. And they're like, me too. And I'm like, right? It's this fucking, it's perfect. It's a perfect pairing. 
Scream 5 was a perfect reprisal of Scream 1. And this one is like a perfect reprisal of Scream 2. How are they going to do Scream 3 and make it even better? Because this is like, Scream 1 and 2 are really, really good. And they somehow managed to like one-up them for like modern audiences. So I'm just curious how they would do that. At least they can use voice changer technology now and it would be more realistic at least. If they can bring back the voice changer and it worked, like I would... I would I would clap them. I, I would say this is amazing. They already greenlit Screen 7. It's going to be coming out next year. So, Or did I say Screen? I meant Scream. Scream 7. Well, at least you didn't do what I did and call it Cream. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> not over that. I forgot. And now you just reminded me. Gross. <laughs> We're going to go watch Cream 6. <laughs> so good. They made six of them. The real question, though, is... So, Scream 5... The killer was the boyfriend, like in Scream 1. Scream 2, the killer was the parent and family, but it was the parent of the killer from the last one. Are they really going to do another bastard child for for Scream 7? That's the question. Or will Sam become, or like will Tara become the killer? Okay. Twist her on that. I don't know. So that is the perfect segue to go over to the to the bloody section of this movie there's never been one like me i'm something different all right so talking about sam we we have to talk about blood because good god this movie is bloody this is like halloween kills level bloody and i think she i think sam is primed to turn heel in the next movie. I think so too. Maybe she'll be Roman in the next one. Could be. Or Jenna Ortega, but probably Sam. But like, yeah, she kills Richie. And then what she does to Richie's dad. Good God. Yeah, when she, I mean, the fact that we also got her wearing the ghost face costume that was not only just a ghost face, it was Billy's ghost face and she had the knife that he had used. I mean, it was just too perfect. But yeah, she stabbed the shit out of him. It looked like Ghostface from any of the other scenes that was going nuts on him, right? Well, it it was like uh, I was telling you when we talked about Scream 5, I was ready after she stabbed Richie a ton of times. I was like, I was ready for a reveal that she was the secret partner of Richie and she betrayed him. And then in this one, she stabs him insane. And the the weird part of that scene was to me is like she stabs him probably 11 or 12 times and then she stops and he thanks her it's like you're not gonna live even if she doesn't stab you through the eye like you're not living through that i mean maybe maybe based off some of the movie logic he would but like well i don't, I don't know like, i mean he looked like he pretty much i mean he's a killer so that basically 100 percent guarantees they're not making it out of the movie alive that's really the thing i thought that the gore was really good i think they really established like how fucked you can be to get killed with a knife like they really do a lot of that like where they twist the knife in once they've already done it and then like pulling it up you know skewering you but there was also some good stabs to the fucking face, which yeah. reminded me of Scream 4. And I have to say, that's one of my favorite kills in Scream 4 because it's like out of the blue, right? Yeah. When people complain about Ghostface being efficient in Scream 5, I'm like, what is a fucking stab to the face if not efficient? They did that in the four, fourth one, you know? It's like, it's okay. I think it's a good it's a good move. I like a Ghostface that does that. It's brutal, and I don't ever want to be stabbed in the face, but it's effective. Yeah, it's not required to be Ghostface, that you have to stab people in the lower back. It's not, it's not, it's not a requirement. That's just a Dewey thing. <laughs> I mean, by the Scream Three, if they're not chopping off Sydney's head, I was like, that's why I was like, why are we not doing this? Why are you guys just <laughs> shooting her again and shooting her in the chest? Why is no one shooting them in the head? It's like for the villains, they're just almost as dumb as the fucking character sometimes with that, where it's like, you got to fucking finish them off. Yeah. I just really love Sam because she kind of takes it where like, I'm not going to make, I'm going to make sure that there's no chance in fucking hell that they will be able to recover from this. You know, she really stabs the shit out of them. She makes sure they're fucking dead. She really, you know, she double checks her list, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So Renee, I think the third movie, the, I think what has to happen is they is we have to get your idea of the Scream cult. And the finale of that movie is going to be Sam being fed up with all this Scream shit. 
and she hunts down the entire cult. Just goes on a murder spree. Like taken. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like she puts on the mask and oh. the whole thing, and she just hunts people down. I like, like that. I also was thinking that you were going to say, like, the cult would maybe persuade her throughout the movie to like by the end oh. she'd be the leader they'd like get oh. her to their side it would be very much of like revenge of the sith right like yeah. the ending is like fucking you know anakin going to the dark side that was what i was thinking it opens it up to do three more movies so that's really that's really what it's got to be then you could build up to an eventual sam and tara showdown i'm just saying mm. if radio silence wants to call me i've got some <laughs> ideas i think I think I think I'm just in the in the mass killing mode because John Wick Four is coming out and I'm just ready ah. to see bodies drop and I would love to see uh, Sam go John Wick on all these ghost face. I think. Yeah, I mean she was just as brutal as any of the ghost face we've ever seen. It was fucking cool. I liked yeah. it. I never see a final girl that's that efficient and good at killing. You know, so they usually have to become good at get killing by the end or they get lucky. Whereas like her and then maybe Aaron from your next. That's the only ones where I'm like, these chicks fucking are good at killing. Mm -hmm. They know what the fuck they're up to. <laughs> or or maybe Sam becomes the leader of the of the cult. And then they settle the whole pay dispute with Nev Campbell. Bring Nev Campbell to finish things off. Nev Campbell against Sam. Could be good. They just got to make sure they have the money to pay her then. Come on, studios, pay up. I know. God, you guys make so much fucking money. Like, calm down. Uh, so speaking of bloody, um, there is a common thing that I heard with some other people's reviews. People are really upset about how, uh, the stabbing and the sheer volume of stabbing and how many people survive yeah. and live off the stabbing. And in a way, I get it. This movie, it definitely goes up a notch and like, how much people get stabbed. I mean, what are the movies within the movies called? They're fucking called stab. People call, <laughs> yeah. they're, they were upset about how many people were stabbed. Fuck off. People were living and walking and talking like they weren't injured after getting stabbed a bunch. Uh, and you know, like the final, the final act, like Sam and Tara both get stabbed a lot. Chad gets essentially skewered. I mean, two ghost face go at him, stabbing him on all sides of his body. I thought that guy was dead meat. But I was not bothered that any of them, like the fact that him and Mindy lived, perfectly fine with me. Again, yeah. could be the scar tissue or, you know what? I'm just saying we need a new Dewey, okay? How many times have they wheeled Dewey out at the end of these movies until he really, he just couldn't be, they were like, we're going to skewer him and like cut him open from like groin to sternum just so that you guys yeah. know he's not fucking coming back. Like, I think that until you get, like, fully annihilated like that, like, you're coming back, basically. You have the opportunity. That's, that's how I take it. And I'm okay with that because I love these characters. I don't want them to die. Yeah, like, I, I, I get where they're coming from. But also, at the same time, I'm just like, are you guys just trying to find something to get upset about? Because, yeah, like, every movie leading up to this, like, like how has Stewie lived past the second movie? I like, know it doesn't. It doesn't make Dewey sense. We should have died a long time ago. The fact that him and Gail made it out so many times alive is pretty incredible. And the fact that, like now, I'm like, okay, I think we all agree that one thing that we like as much as like it really does add to the stakes of the movie. I'm so bothered that Randy gets killed in Scream Two. Yeah, and I feel like they fixed that by saving both of Randy's, uh, his niece and nephew, the twins. I love those characters. We need a Randy's. Don't don't get mad. We need a Randy. Chad can be hot Dewey. I don't care. Chad is hot Dewey. He's hot Dewey. Mindy is hot Randy. Also makes me wonder, is the movie saying that being obsessed with horror movies is a genetic thing? <laughs> like, Might be. Maybe. Well, these they were like, we don't care about the movies. We care about Richie. And we don't, we know that he killed you, but like you killed him. So we're going to make it, we're going to make everyone believe what you already believe. That was the meta-ness of it was like how easy, how easy it is to get people to turn against someone who's famous mm -hmm. or the people know of like that just felt very prescient. And I was like, that's a good like inclusion to make it like how, I mean, it would happen in real life. No, that was a great message. I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about Randy's nephews oh sorry 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 yeah <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. yes i did love that message of like you can't just kill someone you have to destroy their character you have to destroy their entire like life mm -hmm. essentially yeah 
overall, probably the best Scream sequel we've ever gotten. I think it's number two for me now after Scream. Mm. The first. Okay. And four was up there forever, but I think I'm going to go one, six. So wait, 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 wait. Let's start at the, let's start from the bottom. So let's start at the sixth spot and go, well, I guess you already started. So you <laughs> started. So don't fuck with me. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to fuck it up if I do it. Uh, okay. So my number one is scream the first number two now is scream six. Okay. Number three is scream four. And number four is Scream 5. I love Scream 5 and Scream 4 equally. I wish they could mm-hmm. share number three personally. but um, And then I would have Scream 2 and then Scream 3 last. Yeah. What's yours? So mine, one through four is so hard. I have my my bottom two. That's easy. It's yeah. Scream 3 and then Scream. Oh, really? I don't think Scream 1 is a bad movie. It just feels very old. I don't like Billy and the reveal. I hate Dewey, but I, I love I love a lot of the scenes in Scream. Such a hot take. But one through four are really could really switch on a dime. But I think my my list is number four is Scream Two. I honestly can't pick between the two. It's the two spot is shared between Scream 5 and 6. I, I like them equally, and it's because I like them each for very different reasons. So number one is Scream 4 still. Scream 4, baby. I love Scream 4, and I think the biggest thing is that Scream 4 was the only movie that like I was like, whoa, at the reveal. I mean, I just feel like as a true Scream fan, I just can't put anything besides one as number one. Like yeah. I love all of them. And they're so good, but like one just is the ultimate because it did everything first. But four is like is so good because it was the only one where you couldn't call Ghostface. At least you call one of them, and sometimes there's a good twist where you don't call the other one, like Billy Loomis's mom or whatever. Yeah. But like, I feel like that movie is the only one where I was like, "Holy shit, anybody could be Ghostface," and that's what was really good about it. Yeah, I think other than like Scream one and five, I think all the other screams. The killer kind of comes out of left field. Like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, who are you? It makes sense. But, but, um, be like, scream for it. And that's the beauty of me being a casual fan. I don't have to live and breathe breathe by the original. I know I do. But that's because I'm also (laughs) like, it's not like a punishment. Like, I love that I live and breathe by the original. It shaped me into the person I am today. Scream 4 also might be my favorite purely because. I watched all of these movies within the last seven weeks for the first time. And so Scream 3 really just lowered the bar. And so it might have just amplified Scream 4. (laughs) Yeah, I think Scream 4 just came out at the wrong time, man. If it would have come out now, people would have been head over heels for it. Because so I think if it came out later, but either way, it's developed a huge fan base. And I was happy that like the people, the fans I talked to at the movie, they also agreed that Scream 4 is like number two or like number three for them. They were all super into five and four. And I was happy to see it because I like. I feel like in so many other places, it's like, no, the original three should be the best trilogy. It's like, you know, I know people think that about Star Wars, but like, come on, no one's thinking Scream 3 is the best of anything. <laughs> it doesn't belong anywhere. I mean, it's fine, but it's kind of like that weird cousin that you have that you just don't ever really talk about or ever want to see again. In my mind, the original trilogy is Scream 1, 2, and 4. Yeah. <laughs> like... And then now we're getting 5, 6, and 7. So who knows? Seven's Everything's on the table again. I love that. And I... I'm happy that we still have the core four because I would have been really sad if we had to find a new, you yeah. know, Randy or something. I, I'm stoked to see see the next one. Um, I mean, I love the main characters. The kills are really fun. Like this movie does. It, it's a it's a really fun movie. And so that's all I want. Like I had a great time with it. I want more horror requels because I think of the quality of Scream 5 and 6. They've really like showed me that like if done well, these things can be really good. Like I love I love the Halloween trilogy. Like you know, Halloween Kills is one of my favorite movies from that <laughs> year. Like it was so much fun. It was so yeah. good. And to me, a huge improvement over the the first one. So I love like that stuff, but like I don't have any really nostalgia for the original. Like I I liked it when I was younger, but like it just it wasn't my favorite like scream no. was so 
I I don't know. Maybe it just depends on the franchise. But the fact that one of the writers here is going to be on Final Destination, I think we should watch all those movies before that comes out. Because if he can make Scream this great, I bet you, like, see what they could do with those movies. It would be really fun. I could have some fun with Final Destination. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you could. <laughs> Hope you had a bloody good time reliving Scream 6 with us. I know I did. Took a couple stabs, but you know, just like everyone else in that movie, we lived. We lived. <laughs> we lived to tell the tale, and we cannot wait for the inevitable sequel, because this is a franchise after all. Oh yeah, it's breaking all the franchise records, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's just going to keep going, and I, I'll be here until the day that they stop. I love it. Uh, well, the next movie that we're talking about was one of my most anticipated movies at the beginning of the year, and I'm so excited to finally watch it. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Is available on Prime. To purchase. Yeah, without hesitation, we bought it, and we're going to watch it. It's the same price as theaters, people. You could buy it and then own it. It's like amazing. I'm, I can't wait to do a bunch of coke and watch the movie. I was about to say, it's a lot easier to do coke at home than it is in a theater. That so. is true. If you're <laughs> thinking about it, just saying, unless they're giving out that free promo shit like they did for Scream, getting some cocaine <laughs> on the way into the theater, that would be sick. <laughs> uh, well, we are excited. We hope you guys are excited. It's going to be a blast. We have a fucking party next week. And, you know, I feel like um, it's not one of those movies that has crazy twists to it. So even if you've never even seen Cocaine Bear, you can just listen to us and we'll talk about it. And we're just going to have a good time. And uh, we are very soon. We don't know the exact date yet. But we're going to start going through the Final Destination movies Fuck on, yeah, the, on, the, on the YouTubes. Yep. On our YouTube channel, not just the YouTubes. <laughs> Somewhere on YouTube, we're going to do Look it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they announced that they're in development for a new one, and it's with one of the screenwriters, right? Yep. Guy Busick, who also wrote Ready or Not. So, so. color me excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. The directing duo sounds like they're passionate about the series. I always thought I had fun with them, so it's going to be fun to rewatch. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. But yeah, follow us over there um, and have and can just continue to have good times laughing about good movies. It's going to be a good time. But yeah, have a good week. Regular exclusive out. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here. <laughs>